Because this storm, Blaine, to me, actually got bigger than their God. And on the other side of the storm, they realized all along God was bigger than the storm. Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson. Still here at my house in Fort Worth, broadcasting from my office here. And I am joined today by one of my dear friends, a person I wish each of you would be able to meet someday, John Willett. John is area director, Greensboro, North Carolina, been with Search since 1990. And for 20 years prior to that, he was a pastor. And John, as anybody who knows him uh, would tell you, John is one of the most gifted Bible teachers around. Very insightful. And John's seen a lot and experienced a lot. This isn't the first crisis that he's even been through in our country and watched our country go through. And so I wanted to invite him on the podcast today to share with us some observations and some words of of wisdom in this time that we're in. So, John, thank you for being my guest today. I'm just so glad to have you. Thank you, Blaine. I'm really thrilled to be part of uh, Search these 30 years and be part of this broadcast today. And certainly this broadcast finds each of us worldwide in a furious storm. And you really don't need me to tell you about it. Everywhere we go, uh, we see it. Every TV channel. All the streets are essentially down to nothing. So many businesses, schools slowed down. But I picked a passage today in Mark chapter 4, which in a minute I'll read. In Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. The disciples find themselves in a furious storm, like the storm that we're in. You know, if you lined the disciples up, Blaine, and you interviewed them, and one of your questions might be, in what circumstances, in what situations did you learn a lot? Uh, Some of them would probably answer, if not all of them, oh, we learned a lot in the storms. I thought they were going to learn a lot when everything was going great. There are no problems. <laughs> Excuse me. There are no problems. Nothing. Well, I'm sure they learned a lot when the when things were normal, but they'd say we uh, we spiked in our learning in the storms on the Sea of Galilee, because the Sea of Galilee can really kick up instantly. It's pretty calm, but there are mountains that surround it, and when the wind comes like through a wind tunnel through the mountains, all of a sudden. A storm can kick up big time on the Sea of Galilee, and that's what happens in this passage in Mark 4, 35 to 41. Again, it was sudden, and it was furious, just like this coronavirus has been. We were just dancing in our routines day to day, and all of a sudden, a furious issue has been put on each of our plates. So let me read the passage. It's a short one. About a half a dozen verses. And it begins by saying in Mark 4, 35, that day when evening came, Jesus said to the disciples, let's go over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Leaving the crowd behind, he, they took him along just as he was in the boat. 
a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm instantaneously. And then he said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Well, Blaine, as I ruminated on that passage, just a couple of observations bubbled to the top. And one was that the storms of life often strike us in areas of our strength. That is really certainly fascinating. St- I mean, I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have thought that. Well, certainly storms come and hit us in area of weakness, but you know you stop and think about it. These guys are professional fishermen. And they've spent a lot of time out on the Sea of Galilee. So I'm assuming they have encountered storms before, a bunch of them but none like this one. So this storm hits them in an area of strength, professional fishermen and sailors. And the storm builds to the point where they realize that they can't handle this one. They need assistance beyond themselves. And as I understand the Bible, God is always wanting us to depend on him, especially in our areas of strength. You know, it's easy for us, isn't it, Blaine, to trust him um, when we're needy and deficient and out of our comfort zone. But each of us have strong points. We're gifted in areas. We're good and strong in areas, and we tend to be self-reliant. I can handle this. But all of a sudden, a storm comes along and strikes us in an area of strength, and all of a sudden, we can't handle it. I think God sometimes likes to meet us there. Would you think, Blaine? Well, it definitely makes sense. And I think as you you look at what's going on in our country, we've got two areas of great strength that are being affected incredibly. And of course, number one is our health and the healthcare system that we have. And then the second is our economy and our financial system, both of which are are amazing and and both of which have been struck in ways that I haven't seen and if the numbers bear out uh, John I don't know if in your lifetime you've seen this kind of dramatic uh, thing take place in either of those sectors so it's it's definitely hit home in this way certainly on a smaller scale I remember the Kennedy assassination that came broadsided us as a nation, certainly in the as a world. 9-11 certainly rocked us. Both of those, in comparison to this coronavirus, this seems a lot bigger. And our health and our, our money bag, our economy, are threatened in ways that those two huge events uh, I think this is a, a a bigger one than that. 
this is an area where I think a lot of us, not all of us, feel really strong. A lot of us have good health. A lot of us have a strong wallet. And all of a sudden, these things are threatened. And so, I mean, I love this observation, John, because as we're dealt a storm in areas of of strength, just what does it look like to depend on God in those moments? I'll get to that in two seconds. I just okay, wanted to okay, say, just to, to illustrate this point, Blaine, if I could, um, Peter in the Bible is always recognized as the bold one, Mr. Courage. He speaks first. Well, here the bold one and Mr. Courage ends up denying three times Jesus Christ. You say, how could that happen? Well, he was threatened on a level of strength. I mean, he could have gone down with Jesus, so he denies that he knows him at all three times. And so this first point that I wanted to say, it strikes, storms strike at an area of strength. It makes me ask, what am I good at? What are we skilled at? Maybe careers or parenting, anything where we are self-reliant. We need in a situation like this to say, wow, I need to understand that I need assistance always beyond myself. So that's what I wanted to say as we move, it sets up really the second thing that I wanted to say. Um, In the storms of life, it may seem like God doesn't care at all. All of a sudden, uh, we feel like the disciples. I mean, they're frantically bailing water out of the boat, and Jesus is sleeping in the back of the boat. And when they come to him, it sounds like they're resentful. Don't you care? We're about to go down, and essentially, you're sound asleep. It's an amazing you know, Blaine, picture. <laughs> It reminds me of John chapter 11, where ultimately Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. But the sisters of Lazarus, when he was still living, but on life support, apparently, they frantically send to Jesus, come quickly, the one you love is dying. And Jesus delays for uh, uh, approximately four days at least. And it seems like he doesn't care to the two sisters, because when he shows up at the scene, both Mary and Martha, they say resentfully, where have you been? Um, You could have prevented this. He is now dead. But you know, Jesus was up to something bigger. He was going to raise Lazarus. So uh, in the storm, secondly, it seems like God doesn't care. But if I understand this amazing book, the Bible, it screams at you regularly that I will never leave you or forsake you, even though it may seem he's not on game. He never slumbers or sleeps, even though Jesus and his humanity did. But God the Father, God the Holy Spirit are still on station, and Jesus gets up and addresses that situation. So those two things, Blaine, impress me. The storms often strike in areas of our strength, 
And sometimes it seems like God doesn't care, but he really does. Well, and tell me if this is a accurate observation too, John, because what strikes me is that Jesus doesn't act in this story until they ask him to. I mean, is that part of the takeaway here that, that like, what kind of, I don't know, they rattled him a little bit, right? He's back there sleeping. They go, come on, man. And uh, whether whatever their tone was, uh, whether it was it was well intentioned or not, it does seem like uh, Jesus responded to their asking. Is that right? Hey, that's a great sidebar, Blaine. That uh, oftentimes God is very capable of stepping in to all of our lives and situations, but He waits for us to ask, to seek, to knock. And I would think this would be exhibit A of that. It's a great point, Blaine, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's just something that, at least for me, is a great It's a great takeaway. Uh, hey, John, with the remaining time we've got, we've got a few minutes, handful of minutes left here. Um, what other observations do you have from this text? Well, I was going to say uh, one other thing, that the storms of life should drive us to the Lord. And in the process of that, increase our faith. So, I mean, these guys are frantically bail them. I guess they put their buckets down and they go and they wake him up, which is interesting. This group of fishermen, sailors, go to a carpenter in a time of need. Now they do know he's God. And like you said, immediately he responds and quiet things down. So storms often cause us hopefully to reach out to God in greater ways. Some people push God away in anger, but hopefully the storms of life, that's human nature, pull us in his direction. And in fact, their faith factor grew in the storm because after things settled down, he challenged them and said, you guys have no faith. Now, they were faith carriers, but not to the point of trusting him because this storm, Blaine, to me, actually got bigger than their God. And on the other side of the storm, they realized all along God was bigger than the storm. That's why they say, who is this? Even the winds and the waves, he now can handle creation. He always has been able to do that. But we have learned in this that he's bigger than any set of circumstances or storms that we can encounter. Well, John, these are some amazing insights. They really are. And I think especially for somebody who might be listening to this podcast and is trying to even make sense of God, just knowing that this is the kind of of God who's presented in the Bible is a, a big deal, a God who really does care. I think we both want anyone listening in that situation to go, God, God knows, He cares, He wants you to reach out to Him. Is that right, John? Yeah, like you said so well, Blaine, that when people reach to him, he shows up. He runs to people who reach to him, who knock. And I think that's uh, what the message of the Bible is about. God is building a family. And when people open their hearts and say, Lord, I need you in my life, who reach to Jesus Christ and come to grips with the fact that he is God, And the cross of Jesus Christ was about God himself in a body paying our penalty. And he rose again in his position to come into our life. 
all of a sudden, we have the living God inside us. Because the storms of life, um, um, the biggest storm, as I understand it, was inside these disciples, not the storm outside the boat. And this storm of the coronavirus can get bigger than us, but hopefully can pull us into the storms, pull God into the storm in our heart and give us purpose, meaning, and calmness in the eye of it. Well, I don't know what to add to that, John. A fantastic summary. Thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure, honor to have you on the podcast today. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the Search in Your City podcast. If you liked this, please subscribe to our feed, share it with your friends. If you've got a question, comment, thought, anything you'd like to send our way, send us an email, podcast at searchnational.org. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.